Hello, sure. Soulfate listeners. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Soulfate podcast, where we talk with founders and builders in the Solana ecosystem, Hello. and sometimes just crypto more broadly. Not always Solana. Uh, we had a good one today, Nick. We uh, we talked with. I mean, it is, and I look. I'm. It's, I mean, it's usually the one. one that you're making fun of for that. <laughs> Siang was awesome. I'm not gonna lie. Is he your new favorite I'm person? Not gonna, okay. Can I confess? Can I confess Siang's something? Awesome. The, the Jupiter team, Mercurial, His, like, Meteora, yeah. they're so I, This is, yeah, the, this is the most embarrassing Confess thing. To I our probably shouldn't even say this publicly. Sometimes, you know, you like, you like, it, it's, everyone's got like PFPs. Go that on. You, you like where you, that you don't know what they look like or, or like whatever. And sometimes those PFPs are like cool DGen PFPs, but no. they're intimidating. And Siang is one of those, right? Where I was like... I don't know what to expect out of this guy. I've never seen him before in my life. I've never met him. And he was I could see that. I could see that. Like so he was like so fun and pleasant and just like which which was awesome. Which I kind of I like knew intellectually that was probably the case. Oh yeah. I was not expecting it to be like a <laughs> an intimidating conversation. But you just never know. And Jupiter is like this massive protocol. And so you just don't know is like is this like is this like a a super intense oh yeah. you know focused guy or is this like a fun guy who's also a great engineer and, and, and great like product mind. And, and it's, and it's, I mean, it's probably all of the above, but we got to see the fun guy. Fun guy. Exactly. Exactly. It's like over nothing there, intimidating team, about it at all, cats. except that they are doing great. <laughs> They're doing a great job. And if you're, so if you're intimidated by that, then be intimidated. <laughs> yeah. All of their products yeah. are just so amazing. Like who doesn't use Jupiter? Like, let's be honest. Like yes. you use Jupiter, whether you Almost know it or not, 100% there's a chance. very like, high like, chance that you're using Jupiter yeah. in your so, wallets. Um, and I mean, look, <laughs> this is getting off the rails here, yeah. but as far as, so good, you know, it, introducing the, <laughs> the episode, uh, it, again, it was Doesn't pretty awesome. Like it, it's Xiong, you know, co-founder of, of Jupiter. And, uh, I don't think Jupiter needs much of an introduction, but it is an it is an aggregator uh, for swaps, right? So whether you're swapping inside your wallet or going to some other site, it's probably using Jupiter behind the scenes. Um, Jupe.ag, if you're like me and you just go to the site Jupe. directly and, and do your swaps. <clears throat> It was that sure. intentional, right? I, I didn't. That wasn't like, intentional, we, we but it's great. Um, anyway, it was a great convo. You guys should listen. Um, they're doing awesome. <laughs> they're doing awesome work over there. And I do think um, sometimes we take for granted things like Jupiter that have been around for a while and we just use all the time. And you don't realize like the work that, oh, yeah. that goes into it, right? The size of team, the effort to make sure that the the effort to make so sure that it scales work. very small team um, you so know much it's just work. like the the routing engine that they have is Shipping. is fucking amazing and uh it is yeah and it and it is just like second it, to none it's when you stop and think about it you realize oh yeah that there's a ton that goes into this but sometimes it's easy to overlook that so listen and here are all the cool things that they've been doing over there Yeah, it's like the one of the coolest things that I that I learned, like I did not know this, was that the first version of Jupiter, it was entirely all front end. Like if you're a developer, you'll appreciate that statement. Their entire swap, everything was only JavaScript, only front end. And it wasn't until like the second version, many months in, where they're like, well, maybe we should do an on-chain program to do this. They switched over to this on-chain program, which they w wrote in, I think he said two or three months, something like that. 
they reduced their RPC costs by like from like 10 grand to like four grand. That's a pretty significant cost. Plus it was like already way faster going that way. And like crazy, and like crazy developer stuff. To developer, it's way cool. Like that is and they, I mean, there's amazing. more I love where that. that came from. Like he talks about a couple other optimizations, JavaScript to Rust, that sort of stuff. It's pretty dope. Let Python piping into Rust, like like Python dynamic. To Rust. Anyway, it's cool. It's wild. It's, yeah, it's 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 testing cool everything stuff. in Python, and then let's like, just okay, let's just we're satisfied say, with the algorithm. Let's, let's just ju- yeah, let's just fast. jump in, so uh, everyone. It's a, it's a good one. Let's let's get to it. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, you guys at Jupiter would know a thing or two about routing engines with uh, within DeFi. So one day, one day, hopefully one day we get that. <laughs> oh right. you, no, you guys, you guys are doing awesome work. Yeah, that, I mean, maybe that's a great segue to let's let's just like jump into some of this stuff. Yeah. I always love to start off with like some history. Um, you know, it's like, um, uh, it, it's, I, I, I'm, I'm very interested in what people are building now, but mm-hmm. I'm also fascinated by like how they got there. Right. Yeah. So, so I mean, if you don't mind, I know we were just chatting a little bit about you, like going to school in the U S and, and working in Silicon Valley and stuff. Maybe you can tell us sort of when you got into crypto and, you know, at what point you were in the Solana and, and sort of, I don't know, what was the path to, to Jupiter? I mean, I was pretty lucky, right? Back when I was in school, it was like between 2008 and 2012. Um, so at that point, you know, I think the Bitcoin paper came out around like 2009, 2010. So as a college student, computer science major, like, you know, that's what everyone was talking about. Right. You know, like, well, there's like this cool paper that's talking about cryptocurrency, you know, it's like based on this, like, computer science ideas and all this thing, right? So I was like, oh, like, yeah, like, it's pretty cool. I was telling my friends about it and all this thing, right? Um, um, I remember, like, uh, people were talking about it. Like, uh, I was like, oh, wow, this is pretty cool. I started doing some mining on my computer, but too bad that I, I, I lost my, you know, hard disk and everything. So, like, nothing was there. Yeah. So, uh, who has um, it? I, I started doing some like mining on, on some other machine as well, but you know, like no one really like, care about it. The only legit use case, like, you know, back then was like, you know, like you're in college, if you want to get something, you can get it from like all this dark marketplace. That was the only thing that uh, I used it for. Uh, and the fun thing about it is that like every time, like, I remember like every time, like I, I sent, I sent some like Bitcoin into like, some of these like dark marketplace, you know, to buy something, whatever. Um, I would have like, you know, after I do like a purchase, I'll have like something left in the in the wallet. But every time I go back, I was like, wow, like I can do another purchase again without worrying about, you know, like depositing depositing like a some amount of new Bitcoin again. Then like keep doing that, keep doing that, because the price of Bitcoin keep going up. So that was the first time like I actually feel like, you know, wow, like there's something you can use it for. But obviously, like not a leg- like leg- legitimate uh, use case. But uh, at the same time, it's like people been talking about you know you can do a lot of stuff with Bitcoin. You know you can program it, you can do whatever with it. But any developer look at it will be like, yo, like it's cool. But the programming like factor of it is like you cannot really do anything about it, right? Um. Then I think like 2011, 2012, uh, there was like the the Ethereum like white paper came out. Then you know, then you look at it and say, like, "Wow, this is actually something that uh, you can actually do something on, right? You, you can do a lot of stuff. You can create a smart contract. You can do all this thing." 
obviously, um, I think I think the coolest use case back then was like, uh, you know, all the ICO stuff. Like I did some ICO here and there. Um, and also the good thing is I was in, uh, like, uh, I was in SF, like San Francisco back then. So I went to like a lot of events. Um, I remember there was like one event that, uh, you know, like posted by Coinbase, like, you know, Vitaly was there teaching people how to, uh, like do smart contract programming. I was like, cool. You know, my friend, my friend was working at Coinbase back then. Then he was like, yo, you want to come to this cool. thing? Like, it's like a small, like intimate thing. It's like, you know, 10 to 15 people. I was like, yeah, like, who's this metric guy? You know, I, I know he created like, you know, Ethereum, like, you know, maybe it's cool. Maybe I should go. I, I just told my friend, like, yeah, I put my name on it. Um, one thing I regretted was, uh, I remember I was like, I was like, uh, I was supposed to go to the event, but, uh, like, like this mini class, I think it was like uh, on the weekend, it will be like a whole day event. Um, this was an early I, Ethereum event. Yeah, yeah, it was very early. Like, it was like, 10 people, Vitalik will be there teaching people how to do, you know, smart contracts. Like, like Vitalik himself. Holy shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so early Vitalik yeah, I mean, himself is actually teaching things. Like, <laughs> like that's crazy. 10, 20 people. Um, then Vitalik was there teaching people how to do smart contract uh, development. I was like, uh, I was like, I signed up for the event, but I didn't show up because I think I had something else to do. That's the only thing that I regret not doing. Like back then, I was like, oh shit, I should just <laughs> go and like pick up, you know, like smart contract uh, programming for Vitalik like himself, right? But I didn't go. Um, but I did like, you know, end up buying some like uh, Ethereum, uh, um, Bitcoin, then participating in some of the, uh, you know, all these like ICO and whatnot. Um, the only sad thing is like, uh, I didn't make a lot of money from the ICO, uh, but it was fun, you know, like to see how you can actually like send money like on chain without anyone like permission, like to anyone else in the world, right? Um, and you know, no one really complained about gas fee back then because it was pretty cheap. The only yeah. thing that people are complaining about, you know, like when the ICO come alive, everyone was trying to send money into it. Uh, like the network <laughs> is always congested. So it would like your transaction, it would take forever for the transaction to get through. Yeah, I think there was like around like 2000. Hold on, let me think. I think it was like 2006 or 2006. Like, no, 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 2000. I don't remember exactly. I don't know, not 2016 or 17, something around that time. Yeah. Then, um, no, I went, like, after that, like, you know, like, uh, after the ICO thing, you know, price going down again. I didn't do anything, like, programming on, on, on chain. Then I went back to work, um, I think only in the, like, uh, um, I'll say only after I came back to Malaysia. Um, so all this while when I was in, uh, SF was doing all this startup, uh, Thing, you know, I was, uh, I was like, uh, I did YC, like Y Combinator, like 2000, I think it's like 2009. It was a long time ago, like 14 years ago. Yeah. Uh, then after that, uh, I was like, uh, uh, I was at a friend company, it started with like, you know, just two of us. Uh, I think now the company is like three, four hundred people. We raised, uh, the first round was like 50, I think it was like 10 million. Then we raised a 50 million round. Then the last round was like 150 million, something like that. I don't remember exactly how much, uh, he raised. I left, I left right around the series A, which is after we raised, uh, the 10 million round. Um, yeah, my, my roommate still running it. Um, so that was like my non crypto background. Then after I came back to Malaysia, 
uh, after I left my last last job, I came back to Malaysia. I was thinking about like you know, like what should I do, right? Uh, been doing all these startups, all this all in in in, in, in SF. So I was like, okay, I need to do something in Malaysia, but I'm not sure what to do. Um, like I was playing with every single thing, you know. I did some like solidity, like Ethereum, like contract programming. Um, I mean it's fun, but the thing is like it's not like fast enough, right? Then around this time, uh, my co-founder of me, like the guy, like uh, did the 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 breakpoint presentation, he was uh, telling me that yo, you want to check out this thing called Solana, or you know, like like you know, back then, like if you tell people it's like FTX, SDF is involved in, you know, it's like, oh, like uh, maybe like there's something there, right? Like now it's negative, now it carries a uh, negative connotations, but back then it was like, wow, like you know, maybe you know Ooh. something, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe they know something that I don't know about. Didn't right? age so, well. So, right, let's check it out. Um, that was very early on. I think it was like 2000, late 2020, early 2021. So, um, so my co-founder, uh, he was in the crypto scene. So like, we were like, oh, like, you know, let's do something on it. So that's how Mercurial started. I'm not sure you guys remember Mercurial. Um, so the first project we worked on was this protocol called Mercurial. Uh, we, we have since rebranded it to uh, Meteora. So it's uh, the whole idea is that we want to bring a uh, curve Sabre to Sabre swap, which is actually pretty similar to Sabre uh, onto Solana. So Sabre launched around, I think like uh, April. We launched around like June or something like that. Like, you know, back then Sabre was like the top that everyone's talking about. You know, we were like trying to catch up and stuff like that. Um, then... One thing that we... This was in June, right? Or in a rather I think 2020? Because mainnet launched in yeah, 2020. Like late or early 2020. Where's uh, the 2021? Late 2020. Okay. Then uh, people started like deploying protocols around like early 2021. Yeah. I think uh, Oka came around um, March. Radiant around the same time as well. Then Sabre like April, June. Then we launched around like like June or July, something like that. Yeah. It's been early on. So I remember like it was only like four or five protocols on chain and we are one of them. Uh not many other things, you know, if it, like they all swap, like nothing else. I think it's like then Solen Solen is around like around the same time as well. Yeah. So basically basically like it was pretty early on. But you know, it was during like peak pool market as well. Like everyone's doing like crazy TVL. I remember we were doing like uh we had like Two three hundred million TBL. Then, um, but Saber was like next level. Saber was like four billion or like something like that. Um, and we were competing as well. So the only thing that we were like, okay, like you know, like obviously we are not like you know, like a four billion TBL versus like a like four four hundred million TBL. We like ten x lower than what they had, right? So we have to figure out something. I said, okay, whether we keep competing on this like you know Saber swap game, um. Or we try to figure out something, right? Uh, one thing good, great at the time was that uh, people were coming to our website because they, they really liked the fact that like we were, you know, the, the UI and everything is very simple to swap comparing to like Saber. Um, and, and back then we also integrate like uh, one feature that we decided to do is that uh, we, we also integrate, uh, we also integrated Serum on our UI. So the first version of Jupyter is actually on, it, it actually live on uh, the Mercurial website. It's a very simple swap, right? It's like you can swap between all the pools that we have. At the same time, you also find 
tokens that you can sort on Serum as well. So we technically only integrate between Mercurial and Serum. And people love it, right? People say, wow, like, you know, like, I can find all these tokens on Serum. I can, like, sort any tokens that I can find on, 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 um, on Mercurial as well. There's no, like, you know, there's no routing. I mean, it's just simple routing, right? Direct sort. There's, like, no mix and match between, like, Mercurial and, uh, and Serum. But people like the UI. People are like, oh, like, can you do more than that, right? I think that was, like, July or, like, something like that. We have this UI up. Then we were like, okay, like, why don't, since this, uh, you know, stable, like, soft war, like, obviously, we are losing. Um, let's do something else, right, you know? So, I think around uh, October, November, that's when we started uh, um, working, like, you know, start thinking about how do we do, like, a Jupiter, right? How can we do a mix and match routing, like, and all this thing, and, like, aggregate more, like, sort, uh, sources, right? So I think we started developing the first contract around like September, October. Then the first version came live on November. Even the first version was like pretty simple as well. Like all the routing, there's no contract. I think there's no contract until like December, January. The first version of Jupiter was just like, you know, everything is direct swap, but we will find all the tokens on Orca, Radium, um, you know, Saber, Mercurial. Like, I think uh, and Serum as well. Only five sources at the beginning. Yeah. Then the contract came alive. Then people start realizing that, oh, wow, you can actually go from, you know, first sort on Octa, second sort of Radium, all in one round. Yeah. That's when people start uh, getting excited. And it was like paying more market as well. I remember like the first month when we launched, we did like, like 2 billion volume or something like that. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's, that. Wow, that's wild. I, yeah, I mean Jupiter Jupiter is a household yeah. name in the Solana ecosystem. Like everybody uses Jupiter. <laughs> I, I don't even I know anyone who uses anything I, else I, like, other than like, Jupiter for swaps. It's called it's like, oh I'm using radium, like all this law. I didn't know there's like this thing that can just sign with the best price. I was like, wow, like new even like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even in the last what? month or so, yeah. Really? Still? Wow. That's that's, that's such a cool like organic growth story. Right. Is, is like we started with, you know, a different idea and actually That's so we cool. didn't keep up. Right. Is, 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 is like it was kind of almost a winner take all situation and it wasn't yeah. you guys. Yeah. And you found another way to add value to users, which yeah. is like we have a small we have small pools. Saber has bigger pools. Let's just allow swapping that uses both of these. And then it's exactly. like, oh, people, people, people like that. Let's, let's do more of that. Let's, let's yeah. find more pools that we can allow swaps between and let's get intelligent routing. And like, that's, I think, I think even, even zooming out and having like a meta discussion about how to, how to do product development, how to find product market fit is like, that's a perfect case study. Right. Actually, actually it's like, yeah, I think you're right. You're product market fit right. is the like, art of the pivot. Think about <laughs> Um, you know, this new protocol or new whatever. The goal is to basically like, you know, people have been going to Sable to swap. Like, why don't we just tell them like, dude, there's like this place that uh, you can find the best price so that we can bring some volume back to like Mercurial as well. Like, that was the goal. Like, you know, like, because, you know, how, like, how all this curve works, right? You know, when curve go a little bit higher, there's always a better venue to get better price. So it's always to bring some volume back to, to Mercurial. It was never about like, you know, this will be a new protocol to capture the market, you know, like to become a next like big thing or whatever. 
Yeah. And like Nick said, now, now it's, it's, it's more than the next big thing. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. you know, like you said, house, household name. So, so, um, between then and now, you know, it's like, what, what has been, what's been the primary focus over the last, right, right? Like two years, like what, um, obviously we, we all, uh, like Nick said, we all use Jupiter and we know the main things that Jupiter does, but I'm sure there's a ton of, uh, engineering that's happened between then and now that we don't see just because as the ecosystem has grown, you've had to scale your engineering to match. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you a few things, right? Like, uh, like when we first launched, there's no contract anymore. Everything's UI, like direct sort, right? You know, we will find you the best route. Um, based on the UI, you know, like we just say that, uh, you know, you go to Okta, you go to whatever, then like everything can be done like right there. So when the first contract came out, um, it was a very simple idea. So like we will submit different, uh, instructions, like each instruction is one routing, but we will make sure that whatever left over from the one, the first instruction will can be used on the second instruction, third instruction. So, um, and all the routing engine is in JavaScript on the UI only. So it's because there's not many tokens, we can easily like find all the routes from your browser, then calculate all the best routing from your browser without doing anything on the server and all, right? It was uh, pretty good in the early days until like, I think we started breaking like six months, like down the road or something like that. Then we are still like, okay, like people are finding their browser being very slow right now. Like we have to figure out like a way to like, you know, not run all this like route fighting <laughs> like engine on the UI. So that's when we move away from <laughs> <laughs> What, you mean JavaScript is but, uh, slow? It was, it was no. Really cool. <laughs> like, I think a few different things as well, right? Like RPC was like, it put a lot of heavy load in our, on our RPC. We were paying like, yeah, we were paying like 10,000 like a month oh, for, I, I for RPC. Yeah. Oh, dang. So the idea is that like, why don't like, everyone's looking like pretty similar around, right? Why don't we just have like one server in the back, right? You know, getting all the data, ingesting all the data uh, at one location instead of like, you know, like thousands of users like trying to do the same thing and then downloading like same copy of data on each of their machines to find this route, right? So basically we started, uh, so then we started moving all the front end routing to the back end routing. So like one routing engine, one RPC, I think we cut our RPC by like, you know, like build, the bill went from like 10,000 to like 4,000 a month or something like that. Um, then we can do like all this patching on the back end, you know, find, find all the path one time. Then when people come, they can just immediately like, you know, like get the route that they want from the UI. So that was like one big, uh, improvement from like the front end routing engine to like the back end routing engine and start serving it from the API. Um, then after that, like obviously there's like multiple small contract improvement as well. I think the best, uh, like another thing I can remember is like when uh, Solana released the, uh, you know, version transactions, then we can tag like, they see when like, uh, went from like 32 accounts in one transaction to like 64 accounts in one transactions. Then you can like use lookup table and all these things. I remember we were like the first one who were like, you know, I think it was like one point was like 1000 lookup table. We are the one who created like half the lookup table on chain because we have to like find all these like AMMs, like every single like pair with the create lookup table. Um, so that was another improvement as well. Then the contracts on the contract end, it started from like, you know, multiple instructions for each swap 
Now, now it's very simple. One instructions, you can do multiple sorts. It's actually very cool. It's one thing that uh, we, we don't actually tell a lot of people about. But you can actually, like, if you want to do the, if you want to do any routing right now on the Jupyter contract, you can just craft uh, the routing yourself. Like, if you know how to use it. Like, without even know, like, without even, like, you know, getting it from the routing engine. You can just say that, uh, if you want to write, if you, like, if you want to, like, create, like, a simple, like, one, like, A to B to C, right? You can just, you can just do, like, a simple, you just have to craft the data A to B to C. Then send it to the Jupyter contract, pass in the right account, then we can, we can process it. You can even do like A to B to C, back to A, you know, all the, all the arbitraging board is doing. Uh, you can even do like A, fork, whatever. Like all these are basically like a, like it's a graph based, uh, routing data that you can just pass into a contract and we will just handle it for you without you knowing, like, you know, like, like how to figure out like, you know, whatever level in between gets sent to the next round and the next swap, like things like that. Yeah. Do, do so you know, sorry, I, I was, I mean, you, you just mentioned like arbitrage type opportunities, right? Do you know what percentage of users are just kind of like regular retail type of type of users doing swaps versus folks who are actually, you know, uh, like arbitrage traders? Yes, um, in the early day on the UI, you know, uh, when no one was doing it, um, people could like just go to the UI, you know, on Jupyter, just put USDC first input token, then USDC output token. You can make money from it. I know people who come to me is like, yo, like I was, I used to like just put this as like the pair on Jupyter, just make like a couple hundred bucks a day. So I keep looking for the opportunity, keep pushing it. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, it was, it, it, pretty, it was really crazy. Then after that, uh, <laughs> we also released our routing engine as well. If you don't want to host it, if you don't want to use our API, you can use our routing engine. So there are people who use our routing engine to find like arbitraging opportunity as well. Um, I think early days, uh, there are not many people who are very sophisticated and, uh, at, you know, contract development and stuff like that. I think we were doing like 95% of the arbitraging volume. Only in the last, like, uh, I think, like, then some people off, uh, I would say, like, a year in, people start getting a lot more sophisticated. They start doing their own contracts, um, instead of using our contracts, our contracts, stuff like that. Yeah. To be honest, now, it's very minor. I think it's, like, maybe 10% of that charging, like, volumes from us. Then yeah. the rest are basically, like, all these, like, like dedicated I'm, person. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm sure the competition for that is is so intense at this point that it's it requires some some more special speciality, I guess. Our team member used to do it, but like now it's like everyone is so busy, we just don't have the time to run it. But I feel like even with our current like so, one thing that we did is that uh, <laughs> so JavaScript uh, backend, then we realized that uh, at one point we realized that we couldn't scale anymore. So we, I think in the last six months, one of the big effort was like we started moving our JavaScript engine to the Rust based, Rust based engine. Um, yeah, that's a very cool thing as well. Like, um, so we went from like paying like, I think it was like four, five thousand a month on the server cost to like now 500, 500 bucks a month. If you went out <laughs> perform, like, yeah, it's amazing. Like, so like, I think our P99 was like, nice. yeah. It's so constant like massive like cost reduction as you guys go. I love it. Now it's like less than one second. Like I think it's like sub 
500, like 500 milliseconds or something like that. Um, so the experience like for the user is amazing right now. It's like they don't have to wait and anything like that. And the routing, the, the, the routing engine also, not just that, right? It was, our JavaScript engine was a very, very dumb engine. Like basically like, you know, these are all the, all the routes that you can on, on Solana. This is finally the best route. Like it doesn't like, it just like zero optimizations at all. But on the Rust engine, um, like, uh, we have like this new, like, uh, like teammate that joined, uh, I think like six months ago. It was like this, like, you know, PhD in computer science. Like that was a real, like I studied computer science myself, but like I was like, you know, like I barely use anything that I learned from college. Like after I started working with, uh, you know, uh, this guy, it was like, wow, like, you know, like now I realize like, you know, a PhD in computer science is a lot more useful than like what I learned in college. <laughs> <laughs> so he started like giving us like, uh, like, uh, like how do we like, <laughs> how can we optimize the engine a lot better? And it's a very cool setup as well. Behind the scene, uh, um, like people don't see this, like, you know, like, uh, we don't really talk about it, but people don't really see it, uh, you know, like how it works and whatnot. Behind the scenes, it's actually very cool. So we have this rough engine, uh, right? It's like handling all the, like, operation, you know, downloading, like, RPC data and all this thing, right? Uh, then, uh, Melvin, Melvin is the guy that we are, uh, you know, like, come out with the algorithm. He would do all, he, he's not, like, he doesn't know how to write Rust, but he knows how to do it in Python. So, uh, PA, like, uh, one of our engineers basically do like this bridge to bridge into Python. So, uh, Melvin can just like write any algorithm that he wants to play with the uh, raw engine in Python. So it's uh, basically finding all the, like, we can keep experimenting like in Python to find the best route and whatnot until we are sure, okay, this is the best algorithm. Then we can port all the Python code into Rust to make it faster. So we did the whole experiment. Yeah, it's very cool. Like the whole setup. Uh, we did, cool. we did that, we did that for, about a month, then we found like, uh, I mean, we still fine tuning, fine tuning the algorithm right now. But like I said, the CPU, I think CPU went down by 10x, memory went, memory requirement went down by 10x, performance went up like at least like 10x, um, cost went down by 10x as well. We used to host all this like JavaScript routing engine on like dedicated server that's like, you know, like require like, like the best CPU that the, the, our host can provide, but now we just go to like the cheapest uh, server they they provide right now. We don't have to pay for the most expensive server anymore. Then we can that's run that's awesome. Right yeah. How how um I'm curious like how how big is the team now? So uh, the Jupiter team is about uh, thirteen people. Okay. Yeah. Thirteen people maintaining so much of the infrastructure that's used by the Solana ecosystem. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, Kira, so do they also other, work on Meteora and in uh, like I mean, some of the other stuff you guys have going so on, or is they separate like, teams? Uh, seven people on Meteora, then about thirteen people on uh, on Jupiter. Yeah, got it, got it. What? Um, okay. I mean, I, I guess th like maybe this sounds like a dumb question, but what's what's the business model of Jupiter? Is it, it like are you taking spreads or direct fees? How? What's so, the revenue model? So, so when we start, you know, when it starts to become a real thing, like obviously we have to start thinking about, you know, like whether this is a real business or not, right? Well, um, yeah, like you said, you had, you had crazy RPC costs. So it's yeah. like, you know, you got to um, think about paying for those. So um, when we start, like the idea is always simple, right? Um, um, Jupiter, the routing engine is like the main, main, main product that people come into Jupiter for. 
for, you know, to get the traffic and everything. That's like a free product to attract users, right? Then we started launching new product as well, right? So we have limit order right now. Limit order, we charge uh, 20 bits on it if you put it in a limit order. Then uh, we also have DCA right now. DCA is uh, 10 bits. Um, then the last thing is like Perpetual, which we launched during the uh, breakpoint. Uh, Perpetual is uh, basically 10, um, 10 bits going to the LP. Of the 10 bits, we take uh, 3 bits, like 30% going coming into Jupiter. So we have three products that's uh, revenue generating right now. Um, Got it. Limit order, DCA, and also Perpetual. I feel like I feel like I have to ask, <clears throat> how did you cover costs before the revenue oh, yeah. generation? So we, we did. Yeah, so we did the fundraising for yeah, that was going to be my question. Like we did the token sales for um, um, a courier. So that's how we, you know, like have the Got it. money to keep running the team. Got it. That's awesome. I mean, I, I, I mm. love that. I love, I thought, I thought Jupiter was free. That's okay. why I like, I, cool. that's why I said this may be a dumb question, but I just was trying to feel out like how, how, how do you keep the lights on? Right. Um, I, mean, I think that's, I think that's awesome. Right. Having sort of this, this loss leader, if you will, um, you know, that everyone can use and then sort of these, these upsell financial products, limit order, DCA perpetuals, that sort of, that sort of thing. Um, that makes, that makes a ton of sense. Uh, I, I've used the limit order because it's like, Hey, I, you know, if, if something dips, I want, I want in. <laughs> I mean, the cool thing is that, uh, I was like, uh, I, like, I think someone was sharing like this, uh, Dune analytic last week, uh, like, uh, I think like last few days was like, you know, how much these people are like, making from, so basically our partner, if they inter, if they integrate with Jupiter on their wallet or like, you know, like for example, BirdEye, right? If you go to BirdEye, BirdEye to swap on, like, um, swap anything, it's actually using Jupiter. You can actually tag the fee on top of it as well. Um, you can just say like, you know, like okay, I want to charge like 10 bits, 20 bits, whatever, right? And we take, we take about 10% of those. If someone charging like the extra fees on Jupiter swap, we will take 10% Got of it. those. Um, Got it. Then like someone telling me, Oh, that's yeah. super interesting. So you're, cause yeah. I know you guys have like SDKs and whatnot and a lot of people integrate. So it's, it's if, if people want to charge yes. a fee, you're like, okay, great. Yeah, We're exactly, going to take a portion exactly. of that fee. But if there's no fee, then there's no fee for anyone. <laughs> Nick, that Nick is, is like, I'm doing that this is beautiful. I love uh, that. That's, no, that's, that's awesome. But it's actually very cool, right? Yeah. Uh. Well, I, I knew you could, people could like add in their own fees, but I didn't realize Jupiter as like the protocol or like the, the team and the company would take a portion of that fee. And that's yeah, just like, it's, talk, it's perfectly talk, synergistic. It's, yeah, it's beautiful. That's, that's I love problem. it. And the cool that's thing cool. is that uh, then, then like someone was sharing this like, and then take was like, oh, it's like, apparently like our partners made like, what, like close to like half a million last week alone based on these fees. We were like, wow, like, I didn't know there was like so much, <laughs> so much. Whoa. That that's, that's, that's wild. Okay. I feel like, I mean, you, you just mentioned sort of a, a token launch for, for Mercurial back in the day. Now I feel like, I, I, like I gotta use that to pivot to Jupiter's token, right? Like token launch airdrop. Uh, I've, I've been following it because I'm super excited about it, but I'd love to hear you sort of talk to the, to the listeners a little bit about, uh, Jupiter's airdrop and what what to expect, you know. 
Um, I, I mean, to be honest, I, I'm not sure what to expect. <laughs> but, uh, like, uh, it's like, uh, you know, it's like, uh, it's a two years journey, right? People <laughs> like, you know, I think from the beginning, we were thinking about it, like, you know, I think it was like three months into like launching Jupiter, like it was during peak bull market, you know, we're doing like easily like, like, I think it's like a couple hundred million volume a day. Like people are like, wow, like this protocol launch like within three months doing like a couple hundred million volume like a day. Uh, people are asking like, you know, like, are you dropping Jupiter token and stuff like that? Like, we didn't do it, like, we didn't do it back then. Um, so it's like, I think after one year, everyone's like, oh yeah, I don't think they're launching like any token at all. And people think that we were printing money as well. Like, you know, they are like, you know, they're doing so much volume. I'm pretty sure they're charging all these fees on the UI, but like, you know, like anyone who uses it, they, they would know that it's a free product. Like we don't charge anything on, on the, on the soft product. Then, um, then I think it's like after two years, like of not saying that we will have a token, everyone's like, oh yeah, they're not launching any token at all. You know, they're like, it's going to be like this, like project and whatever. Then, um, but in our plan, like token is always part of it. It's just that we don't have uh, any clear picture on like, where to do it and how to do it, right? Um, I mean, we'll pick it so up what, as well. Yeah. What What changed, right? Because like you, you know, you said you didn't have a clear picture of when and how. But now, right? It's like you announced you announced it at breakpoint. So I'm I'm yeah. curious, like what what was the trigger moment? It's actually it's actually very like crazy as well. Like you know, like uh. So we have the limit order, we have the, uh, you know, DCA back then, but uh, our burn rate is like, uh, I think it's like 200k a month. Um, but even with these two products, we can cover half of it, sometimes actually like a full amount of our burn rate. So we're like, sometimes break even, sometimes not really break even. So we're like, okay, like, if you want to make this thing bigger, we have to start, you know, hiring, you know, get more people to be like on Solana and whatnot. We're like, I think that one of the main primary focus is that, uh, we didn't start thinking about fundraising as well. Um, but, you know, for, for Mercurial, we went down the route, you know, like raising from FTX, Alameda, like, you know, people who are like all, like all the who and who in the Solana ecosystem. But for Jupiter, like, we, we, we realized that now, you know, it's, you know, like, we want to get rid of all this, like, bad connotation, like, with all the Solana projects, right? You know, it's like high flow, you know, like, like low flow, like high FDV and all these things, like, we, like, you know, we have like, then we look at our users like, oh, we have close to 1 million users. Like, like we can actually do something that's different, right? You know, like do a massive airdrop to all these past users. Um, you know, like not like 1% of the, like, you know, supply. We want to do like 40% of supply going to like the community, right? Then maybe we'll do like 10, 20% of our supply on like, you know, like a token sales as well to fundraise for, for, for projects we want to do moving forward, right? Um, but we were lucky, like, so basically we will have, like, we have all this plan, like, you know, breakpoint coming up. We just like, oh, like, why, why do we just announce it at breakpoint? Like 40% airdrop, 30% token sales, uh, <laughs> then for 40% will come into a reserve. Uh, then we can plan about what, what can we do with the reserve and stuff like that. But we were pretty lucky as well, right? You know, like, like, timing was like, you know, okay, when we decided it, I think it was like June, on July, it's like, okay, like we need to announce this on a break point. Like we need to start thinking about what to do. Um, then we have like all this pitch ready. Uh, then like, I think it was like uh, two weeks before break point, the Solana price was like going up. <laughs> it's like, I think it was like 20 bucks. Then like 30 bucks. Then 40 bucks. I think that break point was like 60. Yeah. Uh, everyone wants to like, I, like, I mean, 
like yeah, everything went crazy like, there for you a bit. What, what did they like? The the, the excitement there was like next level. I was like, fuck. You know, I like, can ima- I can imagine. Yeah. I was losing my mind at home, so I can only imagine yeah. that a bunch of DJs all together yeah. in the same space. Like, everyone was like, wow, like the party's like, yeah. <laughs> I just spiraling off like, each other in person. They're just like, oh, like, yeah. Fuck, man. It's like, we're not like 50%, like, oh, like, whatever. You know, during break point, it's like 10% every day, you know, like 10% every day. I think like towards the end of break point, it was like 60 bucks to 70 bucks, something like that. I remember it's like, then like, then like at the point we announced like, you know, Jupiter, right? Like, then I can tell you like the traffic, like our traffic, like just went crazy. Um, the price went up. Everyone started paying attention for, um, you know, about all the projects of Lana. I remember like we were doing about 10,000 like a uh, unit a day. During Bitcoin, we were doing like 40, 50,000 unit a day. So we launched our perpetual on the day that we announced it, uh, announced our token plan on, uh, on Bitcoin. On day one, I think we did about 60 million on our perpetual. Like we went from like, you know, they, like other competitors in the market was like Mango, you know, Zeta, Drift. We went from like, and all these competitors owning like, like 100% of the market to us like owning 70% of the market in a day, right? In volume, I was like, wow, like Dang. people are like, people are, people are paying attention to what we do. Like I was like, <laughs> I was like pretty surprised as well. Then our, our revenue went from uh, like suddenly all other projects has like 10x more volume as well. So now we are actually, we are actually like, we break even now. Uh, even with from the fees that we are making, we we can actually like do a lot more stuff right now. I think we're like, yeah. I I I don't look at the numbers. I think like every month we're doing like eight hundred thousand, like maybe to a million in revenue. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that's way cool. Congrats! that's that's why. But like I mean, yeah, like congrats. the traffic went out. It's like one thing, but like everything is like breaking. You know, now we're paying <laughs> ten thousand. Like now we have to pay ten thousand in our piece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the dev yeah. life. We're like, yeah, yeah. It's the the services and the products yeah. doing great, but like, yeah. oh, the scale. Yeah, it's, it. it's the servers it. are struggling. Like, I have to deal with that now. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I will. Uh, Oh, why that matter? Well, I was just going to say, like, I'm going to do a shameless plug for, for your co-founder for Meow's Breakpoint Talk. Like, it's, it's posted on, on YouTube and we'll link it in the show notes. Like, it was a phenomenal talk for one. Like, he's, he's a showman on stage and it was, it was great. And then the way that he's like teasing out the details of the, the airdrop of the token launch and everything. It was, it was super great. And it was also especially great because I mean, you already touched on it. It's like a lot of tokens they are like, Oh, we'll give 1% to the community. Like, all right, like this is obviously not really for the community. It's so you can make a bunch of money. Fine. But like the way that you guys are going about this, this token airdrop or token launch, like whatever you want to call it is, and it's, it's all super public. It was, I think even Meow announced it on stage of like, we're going to go through many months of we're going to give proposals. We're going to have conversations with the community and we're all going to come to an agreement of like what this should look like for the community by the community. And like, that is again, just another beautiful thing that you guys do. It's it's amazing. It's actually pretty interesting as well. When we, when we tell people that we're going to do that at once, like, yo, can you please not do that? Like, you know, everyone will start yelling at you guys, like, you know, like, like everyone's trying to fight for their own allocation and stuff like that. Uh, But I think, I think for now, like after, after went through all this, like process, 
obviously people are like everyone is you know in there for their own interests right they always like fight for their own like portion and whatever but at the same time it's, it's, I think I think personally it's a very fun interesting process as well um like community trying to like contribute their own like you know opinions and whatnot um I feel like I mean yeah um I think the new it's a hard thing to do hard thing to accept pretty happy about it. Uh, obviously there are some people who will be like oh like you know it's like it's not what I expect but I feel like we we make ninety nine percent of the people happy the one percent people is like they probably will never be happy anyway so yeah exactly um. But it's always going to be an edge case. This is only the first ten percent, right? There's still thirty percent, you know, coming like uh, in the future. So we'll be another ten percent, another ten percent, another ten percent again. So like you know, if they are not happy in the first ten percent, you know, there are like other things that we can do with the another, you know, the rest of the thirty percent of the percent. Yeah. What um the the pr- probably one of the things that makes tokens like crypto so difficult to regulate is that not all tokens are created equal, right? Like they all do, do different things and serve a different purpose. I I would love to hear you talk about like, what, what is, what is the goal with, uh, the, the token for Jupiter, right? Like, what do you, what do you, what is the primary thing that it should accomplish for the protocol, for the community, for you guys? Um, I think a few different things, right? I, uh, you know, it's a, it's a governance token. Um, it will basically governance like all the fees that we are, we are charging right now or we are not charging right now. Um, but I, it was such to start seeing the community, uh, to charge, you know, fees on, on the swap, which is like what, like, but, but that's the thing, the downside of like having a token, right? You know, it won't be in our control anymore, right? Like the community can decide to start charging on, uh, like anything or like change the fees on anything. Um, so that's one thing, right? Um, other than that, I, I mean, I feel like the most exciting part about a token is to feel like, to make people feel like there's a community right there. Like before that was just like a Discord, you know, people are just like, you know, in Discord talking about things and most of the time just like support requests, you know, people do a sort of not seeing the, not seeing the token in their wallet or whatever, like things like that. But now people are talking about, you know, different things that we can do right now. So one of the things that we announced is that, uh, you know, other than the perpetual, we also announced that we might do a stable token, a stable coin as well. Uh, and also Jupiter start, right? Like, you know, like now we have uh, all this community, like member in the group, like talking about, oh, like, you know, what's Jupiter start? Like, how can we use uh, our platform to help other projects to launch as well, right? Like, we have like so many Solana users coming to our website every day, right? If there's a, an opportunity for us to like, you know, highlight some other project across the whole Solana ecosystem, that'll be amazing as well, right? But one thing that we like, we also don't know is like, what does it mean to us, right? What's Jupiter start? What's, what's this new like stable token is about? But, uh, the cool thing right now is that we can put our white paper, uh, like, or like a similar, like one paragraph, like idea on how this idea is going to be. But like community members will start contributing right now. Like they will say, oh, like, oh, you know, how Jupiter starts should be, like how it should be, like, you know, how it should be done, like how it should look like. Um, it's, it's very different dynamic right now. Before that was mostly support, you know, like people lose their token or like wallet get hacked or all this thing. Like now it's like, oh, like they will start contributing new ideas. Like, you know, like this, this, this should be like, you know, this should be a way, this, like, this can be done this way. Um, I think it's very different. Like the dynamic is very different right now. People feel like they are part of it, 
they sell like before that was like, oh, you are you, we are just like a user on this platform. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. It's like launch a token or even just talk about launching a token and you get ideas from the community that you wouldn't otherwise get. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you get, you, it's, it's, uh, it's like, it's like the difference between, you know, having people just fill out a feedback form and you're maybe giving something at the end where, and so they just like click the same button over and over just to submit the form and and get something from it versus them really feeling invested and, and, and like wanting, wanting to work with you and, and, and like, and like give real honest value feedback. And and that, I don't know, that, that, that is pretty cool. And, and again, I think, uh, part of my reason for asking about it is, is if there's one I, I shouldn't say if there's one thing, cause there's a lot of things I think I want to raise awareness about, but, uh, but I think for, for sort of non crypto users, one of the big things I want to raise awareness about is, is that like tokens are an incredibly val- like, like powerful tool, right? It's not just about like pump it and make some money. Not saying that I'm not saying people don't do that because absolutely people do that. Everyone wants to make money, but like having tokens to sort of uh, incentivize the behavior that makes the most sense in your community is, is kind of a, a really cool thing. And then on the flip side, right, since we're talking about governance, having a token so that the community can, can sort of govern the protocol is, is also, I think, phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, uh, 100% yeah, agree. I think, I think the transition from, uh, us being like us, like, you know, 20 people, 15 people now we're going to get like, you know, like a million, if they don't sell, it's going to be like a million user plus like, you know, 15 people. Damn, um, that's how many, that's how many people? Yeah. Like that's, that's so many people. Nine, I think in the first round of the airdrop, it's going to be 955,000 users. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> we got to get it to a snapshot's already taken to this together. Yeah. <laughs> We have more than a million. We have more than a million users right now. Um, but yeah, like, it's insane. Right. I can tell it's insane. So, and one thing that's very cool to see is also like uh, all these also uh, users are coming back right now. Like they are like you know I use it before two thousand like you know twenty two. Like I never touched it the whole year of two thousand twenty three. Right now they're coming back. They're like using it. They, they realize things are a lot faster. You know, like stable. Uh, you know, like all these things, like it's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. What? Um, I mean, we're I we're, we we're sort of excited, like if we do this call. I think it's like somewhere I don't know where it's. Like. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be awesome. We'd love yeah. we'd love to do another one and, and chat with everyone. Yeah, yeah we'd love to do another we're, episode. We're, with we're getting like kind of close on time. I want to make sure that you get to, you know. Tell the listeners what whatever it is that you want to tell them, right? Whether that's you know more information about the airdrop, whether it's more information about future products, you know, what uh, is is there anything you wanted to shill before we we wrap the call? <laughs> I don't think anything I want to shill right now, but uh, <laughs> yeah, like uh, you know, like try out the products, like you know, I'm, I'm like I'm actually like you know, I'm an engineer, but I spend most of my time in the, in the Discord, like doing a lot of feedback and stuff like that. Yeah, so always good to hear user feedback and things on, on things that we can improve on. I think that's very important. Um, yeah. Like, uh, basically my time right now is mostly on like stability and performance, which is like, you know, like when, when you go from like, like I think it was like four X or five X more like volume because of like, so the Solana, I think like this attention Solana is getting right now and all this thing. I mean, it's amazing. 
I'm not complaining. It's hey, it's a good it's a good problem to have, but it's yeah. still a problem, yeah. right? It's still it's still it's still a problem. It's a good problem and to have. I think most of our <laughs> listeners understand. I think a lot of our listeners are devs. Uh, if you're not a dev and you're listening, don't leave because I said most of our listeners are devs. We want everyone here, but yeah. a lot of our listeners are, are engineers, and so they understand what you're saying, right? You double the load, and sometimes that that makes things ten ten times more complicated, yeah. right? It's not it's not like a linear uh, problem necessarily, and and so like I think. I think a lot of us understand that they're like, oh yeah, the interest that Solana is getting right now means a hell of a lot of work for teams like and yours. And the crazy thing is that things that are working fine, like now it's like you know, started breaking as well. I remember like during like the Meow presentation on the hybrid point, before this website live, you know, like like just one click to go live. Then Cloudflare went down. I was like, what the fuck? Like, you know, like the only <laughs> thing, yeah, like, I was like, I was like, Cloudflare did go down break, like, break, break, oh, like, We just need one click to get the website out. But like, you know, after the presentation, we couldn't get the new website out. Like, like, when, like oh. when distributed Cloudflare, right? Exactly. When, when decentralized Cloudflare. It's like, no one expect, <laughs> like, seriously, no one in our expected it to go down. Like, you know, like Cloudflare. <laughs> I mean, all I'm saying, <laughs> well, also, starting man, to have a lot of outages. Is, uh, <laughs> Nick, was there any anything else we we kind of wanted to like dig into? <laughs> no, that's pretty much it. Actually, I have one oh. random question for you. What's up with the raccoons? So, like, you guys, you guys have like I think the company like like actual entity name is something to do with raccoons. Like, <laughs> you guys, you guys have something with it's raccoons. Like, like, what's the deal with that? Like, we like animals. We like cute animals. So, like, yeah, cats, raccoons, like all these are like uh, like uh, the the idea behind it. Um, but yeah. if you ask like why, like it's just like a like it's very like it's very easy decision. We're like, okay, we need a name for the entity. Like, what should we do? Like, all oh, right. You know, cats. But uh, I wouldn't do cats, right? You know, yeah. That's awesome. Random animal. That. Okay. Okay. Well, like Xiong, it. it was great. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it right. was well, so great chatting perfect, with you. Perfect you're, note to uh, end it. <laughs> you're you're like so pleasant to to hang out with. Uh, and I'm not gonna lie, that's mostly what I want this show to be is like we're just gonna hang out and chat about <laughs> fun Solana stuff. So thanks thanks for uh, being so fun. 100%. It was so great to meet you. Um, I am looking forward to the airdrop. Uh, so much and i think all of our listeners are so uh and i use your product almost every day so yeah, I mean, thank you for yeah well i mean I'll, I'll let you know for sure but but i uh and and to the listeners right you heard you heard it it's like jump into discord siang's there you know answering questions getting feedback so um per- participate <laughs> yes bullish yes. on devs that take the feedback uh, to abs- use the feedback like, um, well awesome man we'll, uh, I, would, I would love to do this again sometime you know I, there's <laughs> always more to chat about as well. uh, you know maybe after the token drop or something like that yeah let's let's do it I would, I would awesome. love that cool man well uh, to the listeners we yeah, will see you all it. next time and uh, go use go use Jupiter get that airdrop bye 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 <laughs> <laughs>